Hey y'all, welcome back to the Introverted Black Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Shalia Williams. On today's episode, we're going to talk about lessons I've learned from my introverted mom. So, shout out to my mom, to the world's best mom. This episode is dedicated to you. Let's get into it. All right, y'all. So, like I mentioned in the intro, I definitely want to talk about some of the lessons I learned from my introverted mom. Shout out to Alicia. Love you. So, one of the first things I want to talk about is how she taught me kind of the power of being alone. And when I say taught this to me, it wasn't even so much that she directly said it. It was more so in her actions. She did say it at some point in life. But it made me think back to things I just picked up from her from just watching her be herself. So pretty much my mom encouraged us to still do what we wanted to do. Even if a friend couldn't go, wouldn't go, whatever happened. If if plans kind of got derailed, she just kind of let us know, hey, you know, why not? What's stopping you? You don't necessarily have to do something in the crowd. If you really want to do it, you go on and do it. And um, I can actually remember being in middle school, I believe, and I was supposed to go, it was one Saturday, I was supposed to go clothes shopping with my best friend at the time. And it was at the place in Philly called The Gallery, is now, is now be re, has been renamed to the Fashion District. But at that point it was called The Gallery, it was kind of the place you went and hung out uh, when you were underage and couldn't do much. But anyway, I remember go. I remember asking permission to go, yada yada. And I found out that at the last minute, my friend was no longer able to go, and my mom was just kind of sitting there like, "Hey, I thought you were supposed to leave at whatever time." And I let her know, you know, she can't go anymore. She got other plans, and she just was like, "Okay, well, why don't you still go?" And I had, and I just kind of stopped like thinking to myself like still go I mean the other times I went it was with someone else or like a small group of friends and I didn't remember many times that I had just purposely traveled on my own and I just kind of sat there for a minute and I'm like oh well you know I I never went by myself and she was like that's okay and she then kind of proceeded to tell me yeah when I was your age I would go to this place and that place. And you know, if my friends couldn't go, it was nothing against them, but I didn't let no grass grow under my feet. I just kept it moving. So I was like, oh, okay. So I took her advice and I did. I went alone. And what's interesting is I went alone, first having reservations like, wait, this, I wasn't afraid to travel alone. I had been able to be on the buses and all that stuff you know, safely and traveling alone before. But I just thought maybe, I even saw the movies and other people, you usually were like, you went clothes shopping with your friends, or at least that's what I saw movies for women to do. And anyway, I went shopping and I was like, wait, I I kinda like this. I actually enjoyed going alone. Um, I can remember being like, oh, this is kinda cool. I get to go to all the stores that have my size, and the things that I like, um, I got to shop at my own pace. 
I knew what stores to skip. I knew what I wanted to go for a quick snack break at the food court or whatever. Um, and moving forward, it truly, it was from that moment on, once I look back, that was how I was able to kind of discover and develop my own sense of style. I didn't really have the opinions of friends there. And I knew that I actually didn't need it. So I think with the the power of being alone and just kind of, if it's something you want to do, regardless if somebody else wants to or changes their mind, there's nothing wrong with just doing that. So that was one thing. And um, even to this day, when it comes to that, I just stop and think like, what my what would moms do? Like, would she go along? How would she proceed with this? And that still helps me out to this day with just moving forward with what I want to do. Um, number two, I'll say the power or like the joy of music. So my mom and my uncle, and I can think of plenty of other family members who are just, I guess what you can consider musical or musicians or whatever you want to call it. I know my uncle can play a bunch of instruments. My mom learned. And anyway, growing up, my mom didn't watch a lot of TV. Here and there she would watch it, but she would listen to music for hours. And pretty much whatever she did had music to it. If she, cleaning up, she was listening to music. If she was doing her hair, listening to music. If she just was relaxing, she was listening to music. And um, she, with listening to music, she kind of helped me without even knowing to listen to music differently. I didn't, uh, as a child, grow up learning to play instruments. You know, you learn some things in music class, but I never really picked it up and continued to go and played and or sang in a choir or, or did anything really serious. But between her and my uncle, they could literally name off, okay, you hear the bass coming in? Okay, this is where they put this instrument, that instrument. And when I started, she started to tell me what it was, the next time I would hear these songs, I could then start to hear these instruments. And it made me get a greater appreciation for it. Because usually it was just like, okay, what can I dance to or nod my head to? Or what do I know? What lyrics are there? But um, when I mean my mom was is very much into music, she can easily name uh, an artist, albums, the years. Um, and I guess at the time she, during the time when she grew up, she was born in the late 60s. And from my understanding, during that time when you were, okay, you had a band and there was a leader of a group. But at that time, yeah, you were the singer and the lead singer, but it was the the drummer or the bass player, they got the music going. It was like they were the more appreciated of the artists in the group compared to what I see now where it's whoever the front person is, they are believed to kind of be maybe the most popular. But um, not only with learning how to listen to music, with that, I began to realize how much I really, really enjoyed music when it came to expression or self-expression. So being introverted and like, and, and I wonder if that was the same way for my mom. I found that music helped me to express myself when I wasn't as verbal or talkative. Um, but I was able to relate to music and I can remember it could affect my mood or I knew 
began to be like, okay, well, this music really relates to me and this is the mood I'm in. Well, I put on this song for this mood and it kind of helped me with my imagination. I'm definitely, I'm a, I'm really heady. I'm a thinker. So music is something that allows me to get into that headspace. So I'm definitely appreciative of my mom for unknowingly teach me the joy and the gift of music. Um, even, yeah, even there, one more thing as far as with music, I even, I guess it's kind of silly. I don't know if anybody else does it, but I can almost kind of string together almost like a soundtrack of my life or, uh, I could kind of pick a song that's kind of, if I had to have theme music or something, if I was a star, my own star in a movie, what theme music would I have? Like I was in Shaft or something. I can remember, um... I was around 24 or 25. I believe when I turned 25 and Beyonce's Grown Woman came out. That was my anthem. That was like, that was everything I wanted to say. I'm a grown woman. I do whatever I want. That that was definitely my anthem for that time uh, in life. So thanks mom for the musical appreciation. Uh, number three. I believe that she taught me how to be a good listener. So I remember my mom actively listening to other people. And at the time, I didn't know it was active listening. It just was kind of what she did. It wasn't until I got to college and I realized and I learned what active listening meant. So um, what I mean by active listening is while you're while you're conversing with someone you can build a rapport or build trust with them or you're doing a lot of non-verbal cues like you're nodding you're giving the other person eye contact you might be kind of leaning in with active listening you would be showing concern to what the other person is saying and you would have been paraphrased to show understanding you may listen to what they said and then go oh so you've been Blah, 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 blah. And then you will wait for that person in agreement. So anyway, I witnessed my mom doing this all the time. And it wasn't until I got older where I realized, wow, like I know when I get a chance to talk to my mom, it's one of my favorite things to do. Like I really feel heard. And I could tell that other family members felt that way as well because she was kind of like a almost like the family therapist or like the the guy lots of people came to her for advice whether they need to vent she was definitely a person who was trusted with lots of the media and extended family that I witnessed growing up and once again this wasn't her teaching me because she said hey when someone's speaking Look at them in the eye. Shake your head. Do this. This was all I learned this through observation. And once I grew older and I got my own group of friends or whatever, I feel like I just modeled that same behavior because I've been told countless times, I don't know what it is with you, Shalia, but it just seems so easy to talk to. Or, oh my goodness, I opened up. I told you so much. I'm talking your ear off. And it's happened, whether it be at work, whether it was personal relationships, people speak to me 
in grocery stores, whatever. And I found out lots about people. But I do believe that she was my earliest example of active listening. And I'm glad that I got that skill because it's been very helpful for me with gaining information and help understand other people. But it's also made other people around me feel really good about themselves. So I definitely appreciate that lesson. Number four. My mom taught me quality of people versus quantity of people. She taught me that being in good company or having one friend or a small group of friends was definitely much better than having not so great people around you, but saying, hey, I got all these people I can talk to. And she taught me this by actually, you know, speaking these words, but also with her own example of just how she operated. So I can remember being, I was, I'm pretty sure I was elementary school age. And I asked my mom, like, mom, why don't you have any friends? I was just curious because at that time I would start to see you know, the family members, I would meet their friends or maybe my friends' parents had friends or whatever it was. I was just curious because I couldn't remember ever seeing my mom have a whole bunch of friends. And I kind of remember her. She just kind of briefly described some of the complications of friendship. And she told me a story about um, a betrayal and a friendship when she was younger. And it was like in her early adult years. And she just was saying that from uh, that point on, she just never really got into trusting friends again. So for those of you wondering, the betrayal was (laughs) mom was dating a guy. She had just begun dating a guy that she was really interested in. And then a best friend of hers ended up being intimate with with this man. So... Once that happened, she was just kind of shocked. She didn't see that coming at all. I don't know who would. And I think um, a mixture of adulthood. So sometimes you outgrow friends or you just some friends you move away or whatever it is. And that um, loss of trust with a friend just kind of like put her on pause for a while. Yeah, so we didn't have like a play uncle or play aunt. You know, like your, your friend's your bestie or whatever that you get to call aunt or uncle. We didn't have that, at least from my mom growing up. She didn't have uh, friends come over and hang out. I don't remember her going out and saying, hey, I'm meeting my friends at the mall or I'm going over to so-and-so's house or this person is getting married. She wasn't talking on the phone to a lot of friends. But that doesn't mean that she wasn't still close with other people. So... I can for sure say that there were family members who she would, I'm sure would consider as close to friends as she would have. So she had like friendships within her family. She had like work friends, some people who she got really close to where they kind of did some things outside of work and she got close with them. But I didn't witness her having, I guess what would be the typical friendship that I saw 
in other people's lives or once again on TV or movies. And I then realized that that translated to me as well. Um, I think that even in childhood, I've had lots of people who I connect with, who I'm friendly with, who I enjoy having conversations with. But as far as considering people true friends, I can remember as far back to elementary school, I really had about like two friends at a time, really, that were like, you know, you know, seriously close to talk on the phone with maybe have um, times where we went out on weekends. Or I could go to their house for some time. They could come to mine, etc. And I'm like that to this day. Well, not to this day. <laughs> Uh, actually right now I can't say that I have any friends that I'm extremely close with I don't have uh, any enemies that I know of luckily but I don't have friends who I pick up the phone and talk to constantly at this point or that I'm going out a lot with or that I'm like um, maybe sharing intimate details or feelings or anything like that with Uh, I guess at this point I am open to it, but I'm still kind of back and forth about the way I want uh, my friendships to go and not for necessarily really negative reasons. I think that the older I've become, the more I've realized how introverted I am and how much I enjoy being this way, to be honest with you. So I definitely like the connection of having friends outside of my sister. I would consider her a friend. But outside of that, but yeah, I'm kind of back and forth about how I want to do that. But again, mom taught me the the appreciation of quality over quantity. And I still keep that very near and dear to me. So I'm a big believer in having the right energy around me and even those around me even deserving to even have me as a friend or be in my space or tell you my story you that is something that I feel you have to earn to be in my space and I feel the opposite way anyone who I who may consider me a friend I feel that you should make sure that I have earned the right and have been respecting you in a way that you open up to me as well so definitely a two-way street and I believe that is it for now as far as what I shared for some of the lessons there are many more and as I'm doing this episode, I realized that there are more. So I think I may do a part two of it. I didn't want to go on and on. And as you can tell, I hope you can hear it in my voice. I absolutely adore my mom. I know there are lots of people out there. And I know we all think we had the best mom. And I'm strong biased. But truly, without getting emotional, my mom is so, so dope. The just the the grace she has as a woman as a wife as a mom as a friend just so many life lessons she taught me life skills it's I could be on this podcast for hours if I really want to get into so many of the things that she taught me but I just picked a few for now I hope you all enjoyed this episode uh make sure that you please rate and share our podcast it helps us get seen and heard by other viewers so if you enjoy this content please 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 leave me a review 
Again, my name is Shalia Williams. Thank you for listening to the Introverted Black Mom Podcast. Thank you. See you later. Bye, y'all.